Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is right now. Time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. Once again, we're glad that you are back with us today, uh, that you would join us as we gather around the Word of God. You know, there, there are churches that are open. There are, are people who have not yet returned to a, a, a gathering place uh, that uh, because of the COVID and the new outbreak of COVID, and, and it's, it's just, it, it has upset everything. But, you know, the upset can be a reset. And I believe that God wants us to reset in our commitment to victory, to bring glory and honor to his name and victory in our life that we might be a witness that would bring others to come to know him. Praise God. I love that scripture uh, that says, that says, <laughs> be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Praise God. I, I, I claim a scripture as, as we bring the word of God uh, through the media here. Amen. <laughs> that his word will not return to him void. It's like the, the rain that comes down out of heaven and the snow that watereth the earth and causes it to bring forth into bud. So shall the word be, the scriptures teach, that goeth forth out of his mouth. It will accomplish what he desires. It will prosper in the thing where he sent it. And friends of mine, that's you today. That's me today. He's sending his word to us through the media, through a clay vessel, and that's myself. But I'm telling you, the word of God, I'm, I'm a clay vessel. I'm not eternal, and, and the media can mess up. But the word of God is eternal. Praise God. It stood the test of time. It will stand the test throughout all eternity. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God, his word, will remain forever. And he that doeth the will of God is just as eternal <laughs> as the word of God. Amen. Well, we have our Bibles open. We have our hearts open. Praise God. Amen. We're going to be talking about pleading the blood of Jesus today pleading the blood of Jesus. I believe that is part of our confession of faith. You know, the Bible said, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And the Bible said we're to hold fast our confession. It's, I know the word in the King James is profession, but the Greek word is confession. Amen. Of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And I believe that there is such a thing as speaking, pleading, the merits of the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Pleading the blood of Jesus to me is like placing the blood of Jesus, putting the blood of Jesus uh, on, on the blood of the lamb at the Passover when they, they took the hyssop and they put it on the doorpost. Amen. It is, it, is, it is by faith declaring the truth of the finished work of Jesus through his shed blood in our behalf. It's declaring the truth of the efficacy, therefore, of the blood shed for us at the cross. And and I'm going to tell you something else about the blood. It's our only defense against the accusations of our enemy. 
I want to say that again. It's our only defense. You know, the devil is the accuser, and we're going to read that here in Romans 12, 10 and 11. But let's, let's read Romans 10, and I'm, I'm talking, I mean, Revelation uh, 12, verse 10 again. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accuse them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There's the confession of faith and that they love their lives not unto the death. They love not their lives unto the death. Literally, this is talking about our consecration and devotion to Him because of what He has done for us in His suffering and His death on the cross. The word accuser here in the Greek is a Greek word that means complainant at law. And the word Satan means adversary. And and the word uh, accused day and night in the Greek means to charge with some offense. And the reason I said this is our only defense is because we cannot declare ourselves sinlessly perfect. We can declare ourselves forgiven of our sins and not living in, in willful, rebellious sin, that sin does not reign in our mortal body, that we must fulfill it in the, in the lust thereof. We can declare that, but we cannot declare that we are sinlessly perfect. That's why the scripture said in 1 John, if we say we have zero, absolutely no Sin. I'm going to tell you, you don't need an advocate with the Father if you don't have any sin. If you can live sinless, Jesus didn't need to go to the cross at all. But it's the fact that we cannot live completely, perfectly sinless. I don't believe that we 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 have to sin every day, as some say. I, I don't believe in in, in this attitude of defeat that is out there, that we're using grace uh, in an illegal and inordinate fashion to cover up our sinful nature. You know, we're supposed to have a new nature if you become a Christian. You might find yourself stumbling. You might find yourself struggling. But but one thing is for sure, that struggle, you get up from that stumbling and you win that struggle we're going to learn how to walk in a victory here there's a lot of songs out there today talking about i'm defeated i'm i'm a dismal failure and a and a, a shameful representative of christianity but oh i'm so glad you still love me well he still loves you i'm not going to contest that what i am going to contest is that there's something better than living in defeat <laughs> and having this dismal attitude of you know i'm I'm just a mess all the time, but God loves me, so it's okay. Well, God does love you, but he don't want you to be a mess all the time. Thanks be unto God, which gives us the V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, 
the victory through Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, not vacillating, beat up, beleaguered, beat down, overcome, overrun. <laughs> Amen. There's got to be something uh, better in God. The Holy Spirit's come to indwell us. We've received power. Our heart has been, we've had a heart transplant if you're born again. Amen. As it is written in the new covenant, I will take out the heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. If many man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. When it comes to the condemnation, uh, when it comes to the accusations of the enemy, he is relentless. He doesn't just accuse us to God. He accuses us to God day and night. And the only element that can give us the beginning and the foundation for victory is the blood of the Lamb. And then to apply that blood, to, to declare the efficacy of it, the word of our testimony, and then to keep the enemy from that appeal to our flesh that we keep giving into, we love not our lives unto the death, our devotion to Him. The blood, our, our testimony of the, uh, the efficacy of the blood, and our confession of faith, and our devotion to Jesus. We deny ourselves, we take up our cross, put the flesh on that cross, and we follow Him. Praise God. Amen. Listen, one of the names of Satan is the opposer in the Greek, Diablos. And it is from Diablo. And it means to accuse and to malign. Remember the story of Job. What was the devil doing? He's coming up. He's coming up into the presence of God with one purpose, and that's to accuse Job. And through accusing Job, accusing mankind in general. And, 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 and God saw him coming and God asked him, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. He said, well, I, I just want, I, I want, I want to tell you something. You, 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 these, these people don't love you. This man doesn't love you. You blessed him. He don't, he just loves you for the blessing. You let me get at the blessings you put around him. You let that hedge down and let me attack some of those areas of his blessing and he'll turn on you. And uh, he, 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 he don't really, he don't really honor you. He don't really reverence you. He don't really love you. Mankind is what he was accusing. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? See, what was he doing there? He was accusing the brethren. He has never stopped doing it. Amen. And when he accuses us, it's going to stimulate something positive that was placed in us by God. And that's our conscience. Our conscience is going to accuse us. And if we start feeling so beleaguered, so beaten down, and so berated, and we, we disqualify ourselves, He can't disqualify us because God won't hear it after the blood is applied. But I'm going to tell and after we confess our sin. But listen to me. Amen. Our conscience will continue to accuse us. Our conscience will line up with Him to accuse us and we will feel condemned it's condemnation you know in Romans 7 
If you read that entire chapter, the Apostle Paul has not found victory in Jesus over his own weak flesh. And he's saying that to will to do right is in me. How to carry that out, I cannot find. When I would do good, it's my intent of my spirit to do good. Evil presents itself, and and clearly he's being overcome by these temptations, and the condemnation is setting in. He says, oh, wretched man that I am. I looked up that word wretched, and it means one who is worn out in the Greek, one who has spiritual battle fatigue. Worn out, wore down, giving up on God and giving up on himself. And he said, because when I would do good, I end up doing wrong. And it's a vicious circle and there's no victory here. <laughs> Who shall deliver me? Who shall deliver me? I can't do it myself, in and of myself. Who shall deliver me? What a dilemma. Who shall deliver me? Hallelujah, from this body of sin. Amen. This, this flesh that has this propensity toward sin. Amen. Listen, he said, I thank God. I'm glad, I'm glad it didn't stop there, aren't you? He said, I thank God. See, the victory, there is a victory where you're not always walking around with this victim mentality. There is a victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ. I thank God through, I can't do it, but Jesus in me can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. What he's done for me is going to help me to overcome. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then Romans 7, a man under the law trying to keep it. Amen. Romans 8 begins a man under the new covenant that is now keeping the law from the heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. By the faith of Jesus Christ. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, I love the way it starts. Romans chapter 8 begins. Now, therefore, there is. He's going to be delivered from something to something. Listen, now, therefore, there is no condemnation. What was he under in Romans 7? Constant condemnation. What is he in Romans 8? Hallelujah. Listen to it. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, for the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. That vicious cycle of sin and death is broken, hallelujah, in the new covenant. So condemnation is the weapon that the devil is using against us. He would try to keep us from even coming to Christ. But if we do, he don't want us to be able to stand in a bold, confident faith. You know what the scripture said? It said, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart. But if our heart condemn us not, we have confidence toward God. Hallelujah. That's what the devil doesn't want. Because if we have confidence toward God, we have faith in God. We have faith in his person. We have faith in his 
purpose in his provision and we have faith in his promises. Praise God. And when that happens, those things that he has purposed and provided for us are going to be manifest in our life. Praise God. Amen. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame him by the word of their testimony or their confession of faith. And they loved not their life even unto the death, their devotion to Jesus. I'm going to make a statement today. Today, this day, now, therefore, you can rise up from the dust of defeat. You can conquer doubt and force fear to flee. You may loudly proclaim your victory and liberty through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what pleading the blood is all about. You can pledge your heart to Christ and Christ alone and defeat the devil, the flesh, and the world system simply because God is for you. Praise God. And therefore, God is with you. And you cannot run from Him in shame and fear when you fail. You can, you can repent and you can confess your sin and you can be forgiven your sin and you can be restored. Praise God. And you can defeat the accuser of your brethren, the devil, and you can defeat the accuser of you in your own conscience that God used to convict you initially of your sin. It's a positive thing to convict us. It is a negative when it condemns us constantly and we disqualify ourselves from believing God because we never feel worthy. We never feel that we have made the grade. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? How can I have victory? I thank God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's read Romans 8. While we're in this this area of Scripture, verse 31 through 39. This is a drop-the-mic Scripture, by the way. You've seen it when they make a statement and drop the mic and say, that's in end of conversation. End, end of argument. You can't argue with this any further. Listen to Romans eight thirty one through 39. What shall we then say to these things? If, this is the issue of it all, if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And here, Here's, here's the con- condemner. Here's the accuser being cast down. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again. Why was he raised? Why did he die? For our sins. Why did he, was he resurrected? For our justification. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who is even at the right hand of God. Who maketh intercession for us. You know the scripture said. We pause right here. That he is able to save them to the uttermost. To the farthest extent. 
<laughs> Amen. Because He ever lives to make intercession for us. See, there's one accusing us and there's one interceding for us. Hallelujah. And the one that is interceding for us has shed His blood and He pleads His own blood. Oh, I listen carefully today. He's got to be pleading His shed blood because it's the only element that is the foundation for our victory. Because we cannot be presented unto Him in and of our own weak flesh, sinlessly perfect. But we can be presented unto Him perfectly forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you say man out there somewhere? Who is He that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us then from the love of Christ? Listen, I want to stop right here for a moment. The devil's going to tell you, if you flub up, and God doesn't, doesn't approve of anybody messing up, but I thank God I thank God for the grace that provides a safety net that if we do our best not to fall, amen, but if we, as we walk that tightrope, amen, but if we do, if we do, amen, what is the net for? For us to just jump in the net, not even try to 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 get a get get the victory of walking across to the other side. No, no, the net's there that if we slip, <laughs> Amen. It catches us, so we can watch, so we can climb right back up and continue to walk it. Praise God. Grace is not a cover-up for sin, but it is something that will help us if we fall into it to get out of it. There is hope for you today. Amen. If you have fallen and if you have faltered, hey, hallelujah, there is a sufficiency of grace that is offered to us today. Amen. Listen to me carefully. The devil will tell you God doesn't love you. How could he love you? How could he continue to love you? He may not be able to accept you. He not may be able to help you because of the violation of spiritual law. But does he love you? Yes, he does. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, or war? Listen. It is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, nay, <laughs> no. In all these things, we are conquerors. No, no, read it with me. Verse 37 of Romans 8, We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Are you ready to be persuaded of this? That neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Praise God. I want you to look at verse 33 and 34 again. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God 
that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. I like the Amplified. It said, Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God who acquits us? No. That, that's, that, does that make sense to you? Amen. If God has forgiven and if God has justified, then who is going to be able to overrule his executive decision? You talk about the Supreme Court. Darling, this is the Supreme Court. This is the Supreme Justice. There's none higher than Him. So who is there to condemn us? That charge against God's elect can only come from three possible sources. From ourselves, our own conscience, from others who point their finger at us. Amen. And from Satan. You know, we have to be careful about accusing one another in the Christian community, being quick to condemn, you know, to 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 sit in our self-righteousness and point the finger at other people. That doesn't mean that we don't judge right and wrong, but the ultimate judgment of that person, well, let's put it this way. The New Testament says, Who art thou? Who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master, he stands or he falls. Can you say, man? You know, we're called to the witness stand. We're not called to the judgment seat. We're not called to cast those stones in our self-righteous pride. We are called, amen, to personally follow Jesus and pray for those that are struggling and having problems. Amen? Satan is the main one to accuse us. And then our conscience agrees with him instead of God in the word of God. Amen. And Satan does so before God, but before our own damaged emotions and conscience as well. He also uses others to accuse us. And Paul answers and said, it's God who justifies. All other condemnation is pure rubbish. It holds no merit before God and should hold no merit with us. Paul gives us a fourfold answer to remove all ground for Satan or anyone else. When we are forgiven, when we repent and confess and are forgiven, the devil or anyone else shouldn't be able to convince us that God doesn't love us and we don't have access to Him and we can't claim His promises. Amen. Number one, and I'm going to really say something to you right now. We're going to continue this next week because our time is gone. Amen. You say, Brother Philip, it's just getting good. We'll come back next week and let's continue. Amen. Hallelujah. This is an important message today. Because we need Christians with bold, confident faith in this time that we are living. The things that we are facing are so overwhelming and discouraging and distracting. We need to be able to stand and declare 
our God's goodness, our God's grace, our God's faithfulness in the face of all of these perplexities and problems that mark the end time distress of nations with perplexity is a sign of the last days according to the New Testament. And we're right in the middle of it. That word perplex and perplexity means puzzlement. The greatest thinkers, the most intelligent, uh, educated people of the world, the think tanks and the thinkers in them, they can't figure it out. Oh, but God is on the throne and God knows how to deliver the righteous and to reserve the wicked unto judgment. Today, friend of mine, we need Christians that are not feeling defeated and condemned and overcome and overwhelmed. We need Christians that are sensing the great victory that is ours in Jesus and standing true and standing strong. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God so that the God that we serve can be glorified and the world can see a church that isn't like an old turtle pulling his head in his shell every time that that he is is intimidated by anything. Praise God. This is a, you know what the scripture said? I know it's clo- I'm closing here, but the scripture said that the, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous, if you know you're right with God, amen. If our heart condemn us not, and if God doesn't condemn us, praise God, the righteous are bold as a lion. Glory to God. It's I'm going to say it in the, under the anointing of God, not just a little cliche today, but it's time for the collective, true, born-again church of the living God to, de- to roar like a lion, to have a confession of faith that is hurled in the face of the enemy. Praise God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even that fallen angel that whose destiny is sealed and who wants to attack all the object of God's love. The devil is cast down. The church is getting ready to go up and there's victory in Jesus today if you will receive it according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Today, if you don't know Christ is your savior, the Bible said that you're under the wrath of God. Because there is no sacrifice for your sin. And that sin will be judged. And your conscience will be telling you very, very clearly and plainly that you have sinned. And the Holy Spirit will use that to bring you to salvation. Because while He convicts you of sin, He will show you the Savior with an outstretched nail-scarred hand, reaching out, calling you to come and be saved. To come and be saved. Don't run from God because of your sin and your shame. Don't hide yourself like Adam did in his shame and condemnation. Run to Him. Confess your sin. Repent of it. And receive forgiveness and pardon 
Hallelujah. Let Him change you from the inside out and seal you with the Holy Spirit and be ready for His coming. Don't miss this offer of grace, this offer of mercy, this forgiveness through the cross and through the Christ. In Jesus' name. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.